Yo, Jackson, you want a cough drop? Uh, no, sir. I got, look, I got a bunch of them. I got a lot of cough drops. They sure look good. Man. Oh, here you go, John Bird. I'm Thank sorry. Candy. I'm glad we're all in the same room uh, getting sick. Welcome. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm sharing the love. We're a little closer to each other. Here's the thing. It is such a hassle to get Dale Jackson on this podcast because the date you pitched me last time was like one of the only dates we couldn't do it. We had construction going on here. And then you're like, well, I'll be back in town. First, you tell me, oh, Tuesday, and then we plan for Tuesday. And you're like, oh, wait, it's Wednesday. And then I get sick, and I'm like literally on my deathbed yesterday. And I have to push through so I can get this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have Dale Jackson in studio. Well, you'll only want it once. You'll mm. never, you never want it again. <laughs> you got to remember this. I, I'm a very busy and important person, so... I have all these other things going on, so I'm never going to come down here just to spend time with you. Yeah. You are, like, stopping at a rest stop before I get to my actual destination. Oh, so, I'm like, oh. well, I have been referred to as, like, a truck stop, you know. There's a lot of fun to be had <laughs> yes, at a truck yes, stop, yes, by yes, the way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I'm glad you made it. Um, we're going to get one of those shirts, by the way. Well, all you got to do is ask, and I'll get one made for you. That's not true. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> we, I want one for a year. We gave away plenty of these things, and, and people liked them, and we just haven't gotten any made yet. But mm. I will make you one, and John Bird, I'll find one in the dumpster or something. So we'll, we'll hook you up. No, what would they be doing in the dumpster? That's, well, that's the good. question. Well, I mean, you see this one's kind of faded. Maybe yeah. We'll, you know, we'll get one in there. I like the, look, the retro look. I, yeah. It's a retro it's look. A, it's a distressed. Yes, distressed. Yeah, yes. Mm. Uh, what do you think? I always ask the newbies, like, what do you think about the studio we got going on here? Oh, you like it? It's the nicest studio I've ever been in. Really? Yes. And, and, I, and I'll say that for, I've been in TV and radio studios and, and everything like this. This is a, a studio intentionally built. Uh, for the product you're creating. Yeah. So, so it works perfectly for that, and I, I think it looks really good. One of the big things we wanted is for it to be cozy for people coming in and out. We wanted it. We want people to watch this podcast and think, that's somewhere I want to hang out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, know. I don't understand why you ever go into the actual radio station. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the purpose of that? Yeah. Why, I could why, just do it here. Why would you not do it from here? Well, and I thought Tony's the type of guy, like, if I needed to come over here, like if I was sick and I didn't need to be around people, yeah, bring your sickness to his house. I'm Tony sure would say, with that. <laughs> Tony would oh, say, come to the studio. Out. He's like, I'll produce your radio show here. He'd let me do it. We have not tried that yet, but I'm thinking maybe we need to do that in the future in no, case of an no, emergency. We no, we don't. No, no. okay, emergency. <laughs> well, I mean, you could find somebody. You could come over here too and find somebody else to run the board. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not overcomplicate. Listen, things. they do that all the time anyway. I mean, <laughs> over the past 2 weeks I've had 16 producers, so. Of course, John do, you, do you know that person. if I lived in Birmingham, I would be probably the, the second most uh, used producer on your show? Are you you know how to produce? Oh my god, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, Yaffy and I in, in Huntsville, uh we we run the board a lot. I, I always make a, a joke that I am the the most expensive board op in the business and mm-hmm. Yaffe's the second most expensive board op in the business because there are times when we have to we have to step in and do that kind of stuff and I I, I would love to run your board one day yeah. I'd get it all wrong I mean I'd screw it up a lot but I would yeah. love to do it that'd be tough I my very first oh, radio job hey now hey now hey now hey now hey now there you go I nailed it in my uh very first radio gig out in Aniston 
it was one of those deals where it's just the host in studio, boards in front of you, kind of like they used to do back in the day. And so I was able to run a board at that point, but it was a very simplified board. It's not, it doesn't look like the ones we use now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pretty good at it, talking and running the board at the same time. I could never do that now. When I when I got uh, to WVNN in Huntsville, my producer got ill and went off and uh, was sick for like three weeks or something at a time. And they came in one day and they're like, "Who's where's your producer at? How come she didn't turn in a timesheet? Mm. Like she's been sick for three weeks. <laughs> and they're like, why didn't you tell anyone? I said, it didn't matter. Just come in and run the board and that's the end of it. And then budget cuts came. Yeah. Bye bye producer. Uh, so uh, for for about three years, I, I ran my own board there. Uh, as three well. years mm-hmm. for about three years. Wow. For about three years, I did that. I mean, it's um, that's an interesting type of radio. It's like without a net, you're not screening phone calls, you're taking them live, you're doing all this kind of stuff. And uh, I I really enjoyed that. But that era, I think, uh, is probably over. It's a good bit of job security to be able to learn everybody else's job, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I mean, you need to. I mean, in radio, I, I've I've been a big believer in. in making people do everything Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the way it is i mean i do a little sales i do uh producing i you know manage people uh, hosting a show occasionally you do all these things and that way you understand what other people have to do uh, as well um i'll screw up on my end a a bunch but i also understand why people might mess up on the other side too because you've done a lot of it and if you understand where the other people are coming from it it makes it all a little easier makes it work work a little better today. you you obviously know what it's like to be a producer okay you're not one of these guys who came into this business and they just stepped in because they had done something else in their life right where that you worked your you like i did worked your way up uh, from inside the business uh, to a show you start off as a producer an intern maybe intern producer and then to your own show so i i, th- I think that's pretty important and those those people especially on the national level they're disappearing because you're getting guys who are just dropping in from nowhere with big names elsewhere who are doing that. So I think it's a good skill to have. Do you do all your show prep? Like, is all of it done by you, or do you have help from producers? Here's the reason I ask this, because I've come across radio people that have been in the business a long time, and they will have their producers provide them with the show prep. And then their their role in it is to just comment on the stories. I've never had that. That I've, seems I've crazy to me. Like I could, but I did that side of it. I, I did the the producer side of it that was like that, you know. And and you know, John Bird's uh, my producer in, in Birmingham, and I just wanted to turn my mic off when I'm not on the air. Yeah. That that's literally all I want from John Bird. I came you know? in after that show, and people were putting in the tags like, "Thank God he didn't drop an f bomb." During that uh, during that break, because your mic was on. But John is like over qualified for that job. Oh, he is. No, no, no I'm dead serious. I, I mean, the guy has me so many talents above and beyond that. I mean, it really, he really is overqualified for that. I hate to say nice things about him, but I will. <laughs> he is he is far overqualified uh, for that position. But you know, he he also is very busy at the same time and oh, stuff yeah. like that happens all the time Absolutely. Left the mic on. like I, I i've been known to occasionally make a mistake 
uh, as well, and you just got to roll with it. Well, I, I'm the same way. Uh, anytime there's a mishap, I I try to tell Bird, hey, you know, it's fine. These things happen. You're he real good about that. You're real good about that. He hasn't always been treated like that yeah. either. Like, he's really been hammered by... Don't you know, mention that guy's name. <laughs> Don't probably, you ever mention his name. Probably several people in his past that do that. But my point being... Like, I could not imagine relying not just on a producer, but anybody to give me what I need in order to do my show on any given day. Well, I think there's a misunderstanding of what that would look like. You would have to have someone who knows you and understands you. It wouldn't be someone to just feed you stuff that is completely out of your wheelhouse. You'd have to find somebody that's willing to understand you completely and give you exactly what you need. Yeah. Like, I mean, you need 12 poop stories a day. Yeah, I don't think I mean, there's anybody <laughs> that... Who's, who's going to find those? you got to find those people who know where those those poop stories are. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think there's anybody out there that understands me on that level. Like, because when I, even when I come in, and John Byrne knows me pretty good, he does not know what to expect day-to-day mm-hmm. Never. when I come in the studio. Like, I could go any direction... And so, and he does go any direction. I don't know. Radio's so different now, do man. You know? just, do you know? No, I don't know I mean, either. Do you, do you do you map out what you're going to do every single day? Like, do you that have, morning? I do. But what I mean by that is, do you say, okay, at uh, eleven o'clock, I'm stealing Dale's second hour, so I'm going to do. <laughs> I did map 11, that one out. Eleven, eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, and then do you do that throughout the entire thing? No, I don't. I don't map it out like that. I I know what I want to do when I do my show. I kind of want it uh, to. I want it to tell a story. I don't want to be like, hey, this is going on, and now on to the next headline, and on to the next. I want it to all kind of tie together, and so I want it to be a three-hour story, but. We are pretty organic in the sense of anything can railroad that. We can end up jumping ahead, breaking news, whatever. Uh, so that's kind of how I put it together. There's no time stamps on anything other than the wheel of segments, See, which is at one thirty. I disagree with that philosophy. And you know, all shows have different philosophies. But I'm a big believer in benchmarks, obviously. The seven things you should be talking about today. Right. Uh, ten with him. In Birmingham or in Huntsville, I have a thing called Hated Eight. Um, you just have these different things, and I like to I like to place them throughout the show because then it forces me to stop what I'm doing and do this other thing, right? And, and, and it changes uh, what I'm doing as opposed to uh, allowing me to get in a in a in a mess where I'm not a mess, but into a situation where I'm talking about the same thing and I get caught in a rut. Mm-hmm. So it, it forces me to pull the ripcord and, and jump out in other ways. But that. Not not everyone does it the same way. No, I'll get in a rut and I'll just wallow around for three hours. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's a lot of poop in there. A lot of so poop. It's hard, yeah, to, I'll it's just hard to get out of the yeah. rut. When, when you're I'll wallow in poop all, for all hours. Stories, yeah. It's good stuff. Well, I think we got a good thing going at 99.5 with the current setup. Even though I stole one of your hours, but you know, so fa- it's, it's here's fa- what it's my favorite thing that's happened since I've been there. This is what's <laughs> messed up. I I stole his one of his hours. And ever since then, I found myself constantly being asked to take over that hour mm-hmm. when Del Jackson wants to go on vacation. I don't do that many vacations, though. Well, I mean, you just t- hit me up two days ago about doing two of your days. In December, I take a, a significant amount of time off. I save all my time off in order to, to take it all at one And I time. just recently did three other uh, days of your show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it happens occasionally. But, hey, I'll tell you what. Ask ask my wife if I take 
enough time off. And she'll tell you no. Hell, ask Cumulus because they're about to eat up a bunch of my vacation days. Yeah. So, so we all have something in common. My, my own fault. I'm not suggesting it's anyone yeah. else's fault than my own. Uh, but I, I am a, I am, a, a, I have a problem taking. So you're losing vacation days because you didn't use them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm stupid. It's I'm, I'm the same way. I was. I mean, Cumulus um, would take those days for me in a heartbeat. Yeah, they would. So, so I should be taking them myself. I told, I told John Bird, I'm like. You know, it's it's almost as if I gotta fill in for everybody else, but nobody fills in for me. And then Bird's like, "Well, you don't you don't take any days off, so nobody can fill in for you." You were literally off yesterday. Yeah, it was first <laughs> first sick day I've yeah. ever taken. <laughs> and the only other days I've taken off have been holidays where everybody's gone. Yeah, I haven't taken any vacation. I've got four vacation days next week where Val said, "You know, use them or lose them." Yeah. Or she said, "If you're gonna use them, I need you to use them on." this week and not the other week so that's where so i'm taking it the week before but i'm like maybe i take one of those back since i had to use a sick day yesterday i don't know i don't know how that works well no I mean, i'm not from big corporate world you get a sick day. i mean you've earned sick yeah, you earned sick days too yeah well yeah but i'm taking four days off three of them were vacation one of them was a sick day so so did i lose that sick day by taking off yesterday a sick day well, yeah, because I was like, I'm not going to be sick between now and then. and so to use it as a vacation day. Well, I did. <laughs> I mean, it's on paper now. Uh-oh. Erase. So the Tuesday, the Tuesday was, like next Tuesday was the sick day. But I used it for the, maybe I'll just tell him I got confused. I was like, I thought I was going to be sick next Tuesday, but it turned out it was this Or Tuesday. why don't you just do this? Shut up. What don't you just do? I mean, that—that's probably what you should do. Is just shut up. Now he, he was okay. so sick. I even wanted to go in and just talk for him for three hours. I felt so bad. Well, that was brutal, man. Yeah. It was so brutal. Um, yesterday, I, I yesterday when I was like deathly ill, I have not been that sick since I got sick in February of 2020, and I rarely get sick to the point that it puts me down. Um, and that was likely covid when that happened this time they don't know what it is it's probably the new covid for the 2024 election Did you take a covid test yeah well i was i was in the hospital last night really mm, no flu no covid um i guess they're gonna run some more tests I, I don't know but they gave me a steroid shot and some antibiotics sounds like it worked yeah it worked a little bit i'm about 50 percent better than i was but i just i laid on the couch and i was like in and out. I've been taking some uh, what what a Dayquil or whatever, yeah. and it was one of these deals where I was like constantly falling asleep and my mouth was wide open, and then you would wake up and realize you're laying there with your mouth open, and so you're kind of startled because you didn't want anybody to see you in that shape. <laughs> and so then you'd fall back asleep. It was one of those deals, and I, I rarely find myself in that situation, but um, it's fine. I'm better. I'm sure Dale finds all that very interesting, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how much this guy would love to be able to have a picture of me laying there with my mouth open to post it on social media. That's probably the last thing I'd ever want. Probably Photoshop <laughs> some hot dogs in there or something. I know you. Oh, okay, now I do want that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, did you see the story uh, about Chris Cuomo bringing on the Tourette's chick from TikTok? Yes. Oh, and then such he, laughed, a good clip. he laughed about it. Oh, my God. We played that on the show today. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity, obviously, to show the visual of this, but I thought... Did you bleep it out? No, there's no... I, I did on the show, on the radio show, but this isn't bleeped out. We're on the internet. We can say what we want. Yeah. 
I was this wondering is if you so played good. that on, on the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Listen, the stuff I play, I have to spend probably uh, 20 minutes of my show prep every day bleeping stuff I'm out. telling you right now, there were radio shows across this country that played this clip and forgot, either played the wrong really? version or missed something Whoa. or something. I guarantee it. Mm. I guarantee it. Yeah, not me. I, I'm honed in on cuss words. That's right. I never let them fly. Now, John Bird will let one fly. He'll go rogue and start picking his own bumper music. He did a Limp Biscuit song one time, and it was like that one Limp Biscuit song where every other word was the F word, and it started it. I knew which one it was, and I didn't remember it being on my list, and I was like, Bird, is this edited? Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't have the E on it. And then all of a sudden, F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. He dumps it, but it's still going F-bomb. He hadn't turned it down. But see, it was- that's, a, that's a problem. If there is an E... With a gray square around it, then by God, you'd better be cursing on it. Yeah, you can't trust him, man. You can't trust him. Anyway, Kids today. this video has cursing on it. This is Chris Cuomo with a. This girl is apparently. Uh, she has Tourette's and she's found fame on TikTok talking about her Tourette's, but a lot of people think she's full of it, including myself. I don't think she's really got Tourette's, but Chris Cuomo wanted to bring her on and figure it out for himself. Much for coming on. And what do you hope you can do by taking the risks that you take so people can understand what you're dealing with? <gasps> I'm sorry, do you mind repeating the question? <laughs> Fuck off. Why do you, what do you want people to learn? Um, I want people to learn that um, Tourette's is, neuro, is a neurological involuntary motor and vocal disorder. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Um, oh I don't tick 24-7, and there's a lot we of... We all want to say that to Chris Cuomo. Oh, little baby weenies, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you, Chris. There's a lot of <laughs> things that people don't understand. Like, oof, people think that cussing is, in, is with everyone who has Tourette's syndrome, but it's only in 10% of people with Tourette's. <laughs> and... How has it been as you've gotten more famous? Do you believe that people are understanding better or are they dopes like me who think you're acting? I say it's I say it's the same. <laughs> I think there's a lot more people that don't understand what Tourette's is and um, they like to educate themselves more. So I get thousands of DMs from parents, from teachers, from girls that have been diagnosed with Tourette's and they've had to be kicked out of school for attention seeking because they rip up, they rip up their homework or do things like that. I mean, she's I've pretty good at it. Reach out to me asking me, Oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> so, and then I also get very lie. evil people that would comment and say like, Go fuck yourself, Chris. Lick your baby weenie. Blam up your oh. ass. Buy your own biscuit, fat ass. That has told me that my parents deserved to die in a car accident because I'm faking my condition. Or people have told me that, like, I've had to have the police at my house because people gave out my location and said they're going to come torch my house. Like, it's crazy. All right, pause it real quick. I just want to analyze what does, do you guys think she's for real? I have no idea. I'm, why I'm, is why is this happening? Why is he interviewing her? I'm watching Bird, and I can I'm, see I'm the sympathy in his eyes. I I don't want to say it's not real. John know? Bird doesn't want to say it's not real either well, because he's watching this with sympathetic puppy eyes. There's a reason why. 
there are a couple of those ticks that I do uh, because of my ADHD. Like, right, I'll do that a lot, and some days is worse than others. And then I'll go like that, mm-hmm. or, pull, or pull like that. So I don't know. Maybe she's just got ADHD and decided to, to add those extra things. Yeah, I, I think you that know? may be. I, well, think, I, I think that may be fucked Dale Jackson. <laughs> you know, but it's. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> that that's part of it. it. She said that to him. Yeah. Like she says, "F you, Chris." Like she <laughs> right. says that, and that part makes me think it's a little fake. But he thinks it's fake. Why does he think it's fake? Uh, well, as this clip goes on, he starts to buy back into the fact that, that yeah. this is real. The reason she's a thing is because she started a TikTok account, and she's like, hey, I just want to bring Tourette's awareness. And so it's fascinating to watch whether it's real or not. Was anyone not aware of Tourette's is a thing? I've, well, it's I've just like, yeah. it's, it's like breast cancer awareness or all these I'm other aware things. aware of that, you know, too. You know. okay. So it's, you know, she she saw how quickly... She was getting followers. She probably makes a decent amount of money off of it. And so she doubled down on the Tourette's. Now she's on with Chris Cuomo, getting to say F you, Chris, which we've all wanted to do. I wanted to say that, yeah. She's living the dream, (laughs) you know? I I don't know if it's fake, but okay. Anyway, go ahead, because this is where Chris Cuomo starts to buy into it. And he's like, okay, maybe she's for real. Here's the thing. Clinically, people suck. And they're mean and they're stupid and they try to make themselves feel better by going after others. And you are the antidote, my young friend, because you have my kids. (laughs) You have my kids repeating your lines so that it's almost become cool. And not because, you know, it's raunchy. It's because you're being real and you're living your truth. Oh, God. And they love the fake one here. Good Lord. And so do I. And I love how you've changed your mission. You were at university. COVID was tough for you, tougher than for most, right? Really blew up your symptoms. And now you want to be a physical therapist because exercise helps you and you believe it's a way that you can help others. A personal trainer, right? Yes. So I go to the gym five days a week and I go to a workout class, um, splitting it throughout the week. Um, I love exercise. My boyfriend got me into it. Um, I've been doing it for about a year now. Um, I love it. It's my it's my release. Um, I obviously go to the gym and I wear headphones, and that's also a very big factor in how fuck off, fuck Colin, fuck that bitch. Um, <laughs> also a really big like part in my journey was starting out with him. <laughs> well. I love seeing him in the videos. You guys have a great bond. I love everything about your family, and I love the story you're telling the people and living your truth. You're done. And my kids. You're done. You know what? I am done. I got to go to phone calls because they're blowing up with support for you. So I hope you can watch it at home. (laughs) She said blow up that wiener. (laughs) Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, that's good. That is so good. It it just seems like the only phrases that she was saying were dirty, and that is not necessarily a huge part of Tourette's. She says, what, 10%? But she said, F you. We should start talking about her boyfriend, whose name's Colin. He's like, F you, Colin. (laughs) Shoving up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) But see, like, Cuomo to me, seems more ridiculous in that clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, always you know, been The syrupy way. nonsense. My kids love repeating your lines. 
Fuck you, Chris. Yeah. That's the line. I mean, what what exactly are, are we supposed to do? That's if, if your kids are saying that line, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I, I I that is absurd. Well, anybody that says I'm proud of you for living your truth, that's a huge red flag. Mm. Maybe it's that she has Tourette's, but she used the fact she had Tourette's to purposely put in a few liners maybe yeah. take a few shots well i know there are people who fake disorders online like there's a whole bunch of this going on uh, on social media because clout and, and getting attention and things like this and, and whenever you find something that's trendy people are going to fake it and, yeah. and right now that's trendy on social media is is these people who are raising awareness which is like the worst phrase in the world but raising awareness uh, over Tourette's and associative di identity disorder or whatever that's called uh where like nobody actually has it it's yeah. not even, it may not even be a real thing but you have people who are oh my altar is uh Andrew and he likes to dress like he's playing rec room uh, basketball every day <laughs> and, and my other altar is John Byrne and he is a recovering drug addict who plays the guitar <laughs> terribly Oddly you enough. know it's just weird these are weird things I'm just throwing these out here but uh, like those are my altars that's a fake thing yeah but there are people online who will tell you it's real and then you find a doctor who says yes this is possible yeah. but it's it's based on a movie yeah i mean there's doctors out there that'll tell a 12 year old to cut their penis off yeah you know so doctors aren't really i had a conversation on the air the other day i, I was talking about peter hotez who is not a guy that's in shape uh he went on joe rogan at one point and he did he ever actually go on well, yeah, but this was, I think this was uh, either right after or right before COVID. Oh, okay. And he was asking, he they were talking about some stuff, and he was like, yeah, you really need to get your vaccines, blah, blah, blah. And Joe Rogan's like, yeah, all well, that's important, but what about, like, do you take vitamins? He's like, no, I don't take vitamins. And he was like, well, what about junk food? He's like, yeah, me and my daughter, we go and uh, we get a cheeseburger from Shake Shack, and we call it our something or special special day or something mm -hmm. and um so joe rogan starts hammering him kind of about that stuff and he's finally like wait you're a doctor you're trying to tell people how to be healthy but you're not living any of this stuff right. he's like do you exercise well not really and he's like well, who who's supposed to listen <laughs> to you and i'm saying listen there's probably some chubby doctors out there but do you really want to take advice? Like, if you go to the doctor and your doctor is really out of shape, is that the guy you want to be taking advice from? Oh, it all depends. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that just because they're fat or whatever, they're, that they're not to be listened to. But it, guys like him... Uh, and, and the Peter Hotez definitely right. doesn't need to be listened to. Right, yeah, Well, but he, he's on television doing all these things. And yeah, it's easy to say... Well, how come you're not living this thing? You're out here scolding people and, and, and acting like and Well, look, here's the thing we also know about, like, COVID, for example. Not that we need to spend too much time on this, but... You, yeah, because YouTube will pull right. us down. Anyway, <laughs> go outside, work out, yeah. and, and you're going to be better off. That's it. Uh, and, and the reality is, a uh, pre-existing condition of being fat, that was the problem. If we wanted to truly solve the issue... We should have mandated treadmills, not vaccines, yeah. and, and that would have probably saved more people. Like, like force people, you have to run on this treadmill one hour a day or your lights are going to go That's off true. and your streaming's going to go down and, or something along those lines, and, and that would have probably been a, a better way to, to take care of people. Well, back in the day, doctors who used to come in incredibly overweight and smoke a cigarette 
during your visit. <laughs> I remember those and good old we days. We trusted those people. I mean, it wasn't a big deal back then. Yeah. Meow, you see? That's what's wrong with you Well, and again, there's a difference between personal choice and guys like that were not advocating for personal choices. They were advocating for government solutions. Of you will get this shot. You will get locked down. You will wear a mask. You will do these things as opposed to I recommend you this. I recommend you that. I recommend you this. They're telling you you're going to. No, right, right, and they're, right. And they're supporting. And they're supporting those, those mandates. And you know that that's where uh, my problem with all of this lies. Yeah. Well, let's move past that before we get banned on YouTube. Um. Yeah. So, how long have you been in the radio business? When did you start? I started radio? in 2003. I, I started at the University of Florida. Um, I was going to... Uh, sorry. Say what you need to. What was the score? This I year? don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was forever year. ago. Hey, don't worry. Hey, don't worry. This is Tennessee's year. This this is the one. Next year. Next year is, next, yeah. Next year, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Not the last 15 where they said that. This next one. Um, 2003, University of Florida. Um, I went and I was uh, working at a radio station there doing news. I was like, this sucks. I don't, I don't really like this. So I did that for about two weeks. And I was like, this is this is dumb. I want to work for a talk station. Uh, so I, I went to the local talk station, The Sky, 97.3, The Sky. The Sky. <laughs> uh, big FM talker in Gainesville. Huge, huge, wildly successful uh, station. I started working there for a little bit as an intern. And then I, I got hired to produce the morning show. Then I asked, hey, can I have that Sunday show? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, take that. Did that for a little bit. And then I uh, often got my first real job in Panama City. It was nice. 2005, right after I graduated from the University of Florida, the number six communications school at the time and the number one party school at the time. I graduated high school in 2003. Mm. What uh, any notable people you worked with over the years? Because you went from you went from Panama City to Birmingham yes. then to Huntsville. Yes, I, I was in Panama City. I was part of a show called The Attack Machine uh, down in uh, Panama City on the Talk Radio 101. Um, and then I we got hired away to come to Birmingham on uh, YDE. Same company? No. Wait, no, okay. Different company. Different company. Wait, the Attack Machine That's was the called. name of your show. <laughs> the Attack Machine in Panama City. Yep. Did you bring that with you to Birmingham? I did, and it lasted about four months. Uh, yes, on YDE. What, what's the What's the psychology behind the Attack Machine? Oh, was, I understand it was a different time. It was just it was. I thought it was a neat name. I mean, that's really what it was. Was it was the gimmick? I started. A, I started a website when I was in college called the Attack Machine. That, yeah. That's where it started, and and I, I just thought it was a neat because everyone's like, "Oh, the right wing Attack Machine," you know that kind of thing. So the show was the Attack Machine. Well, my first political talk show was called the Mighty Blowtorch, but that was because it was on a one thousand watt AM station. So sarcastic. I thought it was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But okay. So so you moved the Attack Machine to Birmingham. We were there for about four months. Get blown out. YDE, uh, the, the company, I believe you worked there. Yeah, I worked there. Yeah. So, um, and um, it was unfair, and it was wrong. And, what happened? Um, do you know Burton Kurt? Yes, but not personally. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Burton Kurt. Yeah, we I actually discussed him. bringing them on this podcast. You should yeah. bring them on. Are they alive? Yeah, they both are. Oh, that's unfortunate. But they... Um, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> so, Burt and Kurt worked to get me fired. And I believe Burt... One of these guys called into the show. I think it was Kurt. Kurt. One, one of them. I'm like, hey, Dale. And I was like, wow, what an asshole. You know? <laughs> so, so, that was pretty chilly. Yeah. So he, he, he tried to call in and make nicey nice. And I'm like, you work to get me fired. Why are you calling this radio show 
to try to to have a nice conversation with me. I remember that. That was like what six or eight months ago. Yeah, that happened. and I don't know why people do this to me. Like people wrong me, and then they try to call into my radio show <laughs> and to be destroyed. <laughs> so you know, it's happened before. Hank Irwin did it. You know, former state senator Hank Irwin did that one time, and I'm like, why are you calling me? Wait, what? What was the? What was the? Well, those actually, all those guys worked together to get me fired. Actually, well, <laughs> actually. what was the Burt and Kurt role in getting you fired? Oh, they. Well, okay, so these guys. Uh, we're on Legends 1260 or something. I was actually the program director during that time <laughs> for that company. How John fitting. Bird's got to die with everything. Uh, how yeah. fitting. Uh, Legends 1260. Yes. You're such legends. No offense, John Bird. You're such John Bird le- is a legend. <laughs> you're such legends that in 2007, you're doing mornings on 1260 AM. That's what you do with Legends. Especially legends who are still drawing. You put them on 1260 a.m. in the morning. Well, listen, Rick Not the 100,000 watt FM talker. No, 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 no. No, no, no. These guys are legends. No, they give you a, a, wrestling, 12... a wrestling gimmick. Ric Flair's a legend, but you're not going to get him to main event WrestleMania. Well, Ric Flair could draw today. That's true. Yeah. Bert and Kurt. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but they. Yeah. We get it. We get it. We get yeah. it. Yeah. So, anyway, they were not happy. They were not happy to be legends. No, no. They were not happy. They were just not okay. happy. Okay. <laughs> they, they were not happy. And um, so I was like, God, at that time, I must have been 28 years old at this point. And they basically had it out for us. And they gunned for us. And they lied. And they got us. And that's what happened. What'd they lie about? They said that we had were cursing on the air, which was a lie, mm. just an absolute lie. And then they went out and they 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 took things and tried to turn people against us, and they were successful because they were legends. Yeah. They're burden Kurt. I mean, they were burden Kurt. And basically, look in this business, we all know this: you hit the right person with the right comment at the wrong time. You can get screwed. Yeah. Okay. So, and they went out of their way. And look, John Bird will tell you this. He acknowledged he did this. Okay. Mm. <laughs> he all but said, yes, that's true. It's exactly what I did. And so, uh, I've, let's just say, I don't hold grudges. No, I can tell. Yeah. So, I, I, don't, tell. I, don't, I don't, I don't hold any grudges <laughs> at all uh, for anything. But yeah. So, they, they worked even hard. Best thing that ever happened to me, though. I mean, no question about it. You know, it, it is the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, the job in Huntsville, well, I mean, that station has changed formats like six times since then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to most of us is not being there anymore. Right. Exactly. So uh, then I, I got to WVNN and it's been golden since then. I never had any problems while I was there. But in retrospect, I'm like, that was a dead end yeah. deal right there. Yeah, it's just... not the people locally, except for Burton Kurt, that it were the problem. <laughs> right. It, it's, it's, they, have a, they have a bigger structural problem. Yeah. Uh, Russ and D. That was my undoing. Yeah, that was well, that was before horrible. I got there. I yeah, think, I think was actually, that? actually, we replaced Russ and D. That that's actually why, yeah. why we were brought in. To why work. was Russ and D so bad? Well, Russ and D are very sweet. I mean, they they really are. They're very nice, but when they perceive a wrong, the talents come out. Yeah, mm. they had an issue you with know. Bob Riley, the former governor of Alabama. Yeah, and that's what ended up costing them. And see, Matt Murphy and, and Masons, and all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff. Yeah, because Murphy was there as well. Yeah, we brought him on board from uh, from Montgomery, and you know, he and I were were you know getting along. Saying, okay, we're gonna let's try this with the show and try that with the show. And Matt, of course, didn't always agree with Russ and D. And Russ, so Russ and D were gonna walk out on their show. So they said, Matt, are you with us? Matt was like. 
No, yeah, no. I don't agree. But they're going to walk out on the show for what? Yeah, um, for some perceived, I don't even remember. Okay. You know, but, some the, goofy but radio the thing stunt. is, they hated him from that point forward. Oh, no, this was not a radio stunt. The, no, this oh, is how they yeah. were. Yeah. The, they the, were just, they were mad about something, the, so yeah, they were. The, 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 that was a, from what I understand, it wasn't yes. chaotic. Were you there when I was there? No. Okay, I, I, I got screwed over right before you came on. Okay. All right, so I, I do want to talk about who screwed you over. No, okay. <laughs> I now, like talking about I know that. Who it stuff. is, but I'm, I'm a fan of airing dirty laundry. And yeah, talking I know. Bad about people who wrong you. Well, my therapist has told me not to say the name out loud for my own mental health. Okay. Yeah, right. that's not a bad idea. And I'm sure Burton Kurt are fine people, but they just didn't show it. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe they're great human beings. Really far deep down inside, yeah, I mean, they're good. Maybe, maybe they are. I mean, look, if I was a legend. And I am. Uh, I like to take people under my wing and help them, and then screw them later. Right. Okay. I, 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 I don't want to screw them right out of the gate. I gotta lull them in first. This is why I never let you help me. Yeah. I don't want to get that process started. Right. Right. So, it, it, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're they're great people somewhere, somehow, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. I don't really believe that, by the way. I'm just throwing that. No, I didn't think you did. <laughs> so you get you leave Birmingham, you get fired. All right. So you move over to WVNN where Absolutely. you are today. Yep. What year was that? God, it was 2000. I was only there for six months, so uh, that was 2007. Dang. Yeah, wow. that was a long time That's ago. A long time ago. We actually found a uh, a video like I think it's like an ad. Well, that that's that, way more recent than that, but yeah. Let's see. What was this? Seven years ago? Yeah. That's not recent. I mean, it's recent, and if we're talking about 17 years, it's more recent. Than, yeah. So is this an ad for WVNN only? Was Matt Murphy on WVNN at one yes. time? Matt Murphy and I were doing um, shows on uh, 1070 WAPI and WVNN. And Matt was also on in uh, WLWI down in Montgomery as well. We were putting together a little network before Talk 99.5 came around. But why don't they syndicate any of us anymore? I'm sure we're better than all the other programming. Well, I mean, one, it's hard. Okay. I mean, selling's hard. And when you don't have a local person, that's kind of hard. Yeah, I don't know anything so, about all so, that. Yeah, right. I mean, that that's really it. Um, uh, you know, also, it, it is just it's a different business. It's easier to syndicate now than it's ever been. Right. Ever. But it, it, part of the appeal is local programming. And that, that is part of the appeal. It says the guy who's on in another market that he doesn't live in. I, I understand that. But the um, the appeal is you can have people that you can go and say, hey, this person goes here and this person goes here, and you can sell that. So being in two markets, uh, there's a positive to it, but it's a harder sell. That, that's really the It's harder to do as well because you your breaks are – Every break's probably a hard break, right? No, there's no. The, the, the technology exists to do it very easily. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to get the technology is super easy. Just... It's not. It's not the the problem is not the getting the show to, from point A to point B. That's not the issue, right? It, it's the monetization of, of said program. Yeah, uh, Tony, back that video up to the to the very beginning. No, leave it right there. It looks good. We don't. <laughs> it's a good look. A goofy right, look ready? on your face. Here we go. Go for it. New the world WVN. is an uncertain place. Politics, terrorism, general chaos. 
You want to be informed with what's happening in your community, your nation, and your world. Start your mornings with me, Alabama Mornings, weekdays 5 to 9. And then me at work, Matt Murphy's show starting at 9. And we have talk radio legends, Rush Limbaugh, legends. Michael Savage, and Mark Levin to help get you through Actual your day. Legends. Online at WVNN.com or on your app, download on your mobile device. It's the only radio station of relevance in North Alabama. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Depend on it. Oh man, they got locked and loaded. Ooh, a little right, bit go, of stereo. Go, go back, go back to the first frame where me and Matt are both in the frame. Right, uh, find me that because I want to show you something here. That's that's actually kind of funny. Any frame that we're both in actually doesn't really matter because there you go. There's a pretty funny thing here. If you look, the Alabama mornings we we're wearing the exact same jacket. Wow, you are. It's a <laughs> it's a green screen that we're not on the screen at the same time. Did y'all do that on purpose? No, Murphy didn't bring a jacket. Oh wait, y'all shot that separately. <laughs> yeah, we said the same time but separately because they because they had like one microphone. Or wow. Yeah. You know what? I've noticed you are quite a bit bigger, almost in a cartoon like way like than Matt. Of, so I, I think the yeah. distance was a yeah. little different. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you that you guys are about the same size. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm much fatter than you're a little closer to the camera. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Did y'all, uh, did you, who came up with this idea? It's like, hey, let's do a commercial and hold the guns. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. yeah this thing ran for, I think, three days. <laughs> I think it lasted for about. Where was it running? On yeah. local TV? Yeah, we had like, a TV train or something that, that it was running on uh, up there in, in North Alabama. And yeah, it, it lasted about three entire days before. Mm. Guns? Oh, you can't <laughs> have guns in the commercial. You're lucky you didn't get canceled. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Mm. Like, I liked it personally, you know. <laughs> so. It's a, it's a ridiculous commercial. It's a, that was the point. They're like, you have a commercial, go do something with it. Okay, we'll do something ridiculous. Why not? I've never gotten any commercials. Look at you. Look at me. <laughs> I'd be. I'm made for commercials. <laughs> we had a billboard one time. I had 101. They did a trade with a billboard company. We run some ads for them. Blah blah blah. The billboard was a digital billboard, so we were like one of five ads that yeah. would rotate. They put it on the southbound lane of I-65 in Pelham at the Oak Mountain exit, which is where our signal stopped. Yeah, that seems, I was going to say, <laughs> that seems, seems like an odd place to put it. So they put the billboard up. People are leaving Birmingham. They can no longer pick the station up. And nowadays, it'd be smarter to market it as listen online, but there wasn't a whole lot of thinking things through back then. Yeah, I remember their website wasn't that great, and their, and their listening online wasn't that great either. Mm -mm. So, 2007, um, you've had a lengthy career at WVNN. You hold, like, 20 different roles. Yes. You host a sports show. I don't think people know this. I used to a lot more. Uh, I have a, a show on the on the ump. Uh, you may hear You say it. I used to a lot more, like you just get to decide when you want to do that show. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, no, I, um, news and views airs there as well, uh, so it, it airs on a delay there. But before that, uh, we were doing a show. Me and uh, Yaffe. Uh, the Is this just the Dell Jackson FM? Or are you just on all the shows? Yeah, all day, all the time. <laughs> They're like, take the station and make it as successful as you are. And you said I'm going to put myself on every uh, show. Myself there. Why not? Why not? Uh, no, I, we were doing a sports show called uh, The Bullpen on the weekends and it, you know, people liked it. Uh, then we started changing the programming a little bit, uh, more uh, man talk centric. 
Uh, News and Views is on there. Yaffe does a show called The Yaffe Hour mm-hmm. uh, on there. What a great name. Like, I mean, I came up with it myself. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and we got some other programming on there. Uh, Chris Reed, The Daily Controversy, some sports programming. Not no, Chris Reed. Yeah, and so, some other things on there. And, yeah, it, it's it's been really good. I, mm-hmm. I think it's so uh, – it's all about – I like the op- – I like – that we're given the opportunity to maybe experiment here yeah. and there and, and do stuff. And so I, I like that idea. And I like giving people opportunities. I mean, that, that, that I think is a, I think the, a big part of this business that I think uh, we don't often get. And people like we were talking before coming up uh, through, through the system, you kind of want to help other people along the way. Now I, right. I tell, I tell my employees all the time. I said, I'm helping you. So I can put you in front of me when they come swinging that budget cut at. Yeah. So I can just be like, oh, get them. That's the one get I them. wouldn't get full time yeah, to. Yeah. That one over there. Go go <laughs> get them. Uh, and that's and so you put as many bodies between you and the axe it's a good as, idea. as you possibly can. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think there needs to be more experimentation. Mm. I think in, in our business sometimes. And I and I I'm a big fan of just asking for stuff. Like just ask to do different things and Sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no, and sometimes they go, fine. And, and you know, just whatever. That, that I think, is a big part of, of, of the success of this business as well. And I've been very lucky. Yeah. Um, in Huntsville, I have probably the best general manager that works in the business. No, no question about it. And I've seen some really bad general managers, okay? I mean, really bad. Who's the worst one? Really, really bad ones. I've seen some really, really bad <laughs> You ones. like dropping names. Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> I've seen some really, really bad ones. I, I, I'm not going to drop names on that one. What made them, what but, made uh, them bad? Let me tell you this. I've had more general managers than I've had producers. Mm. Okay? And, and I, I have. And I had some really bad ones. And uh, John Lewis, the, produ- the uh, general manager we have now, is he is great to his people. He is an honest human being. He'll tell you exactly what's going on and why it's going on. Uh, sometimes you need protection. You know, I, I think sometimes that's lacking in this business too, is you don't have the protection uh, that you would get from some people in the past. Maybe, maybe not so much, John, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but it's sort of like, we just don't want to deal with that problem. You know, I, I always, I always tell you, I tell people this, and we probably had this conversation before, Sometimes you have a conversation with people and you think, okay, if I have to ask somebody if I can do this, are they going to think about it or are they going to say, I don't want to deal with that? So, you know, that sort of thing. So you mm. run into those problems uh, as well. And it's just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different type of management style. Uh, but yeah, John Lewis is probably one of the, is the best manager I've ever had. Mm. So it's been great up there. We get the opportunity. And plus, success breeds the opportunity to do other things, and stuff right? Like that so I, I, I've really enjoyed my time up there. Plus, I, you know, I married a Huntsville girl, uh, had a kid up there. I mean, so it's it's been great. Hmm. Sounds like a good dude. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, no question about it. As long as he's he's looking out for you, that's uh, you don't get a lot of that. Of course, um, the general managers that I've had in the past, I mean, they seem like all right people. I just don't. I never knew what to look for. I'm the type of guy that just keeps my head down. Yeah. And don't, I don't ask for anything. It's a good strategy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I just stay out of the way. I did pitch to the idea of, I pitched to John Bird today. Hey, why don't we start running ads for this podcast and run them on the station? He's like, now's not the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keep keep that to yourself. But anyway, I mean, the reason for this podcast is to bring people in the radio show. So, yeah, go to 99.5 FM. Yes. That's right. That's that's exactly right. That's what we're doing. We're talking about the radio show. I I found a clip on YouTube this afternoon, 
and this thing is about 13 years old. Um, <laughs> I don't know who made it. Oh, but God, this is beautiful. This I think gives us a lot of um, gives us a little bit of backstory on hit the X there. There you go. This gives us a little bit of backstory on your career that we're talking about here. Back it up to the beginning, Tony. Okay. There we go. Hey there, I'm Dad Jackson. I'm a radio host on WVNN. But before that, I worked for 101.1 WYDE, the source in Birmingham. They fired me for posting pictures making fun of Jesus. And if you don't believe me, ask folks I showed the picture to with a cackle right before I fired them. <laughs> Good thing all those candidates I endorse don't know anything about my sick sense of humor. And then Cumulus Broadcasting hired me. Isn't that funny? A conservative talk station with Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hattie, and Mark Levin making me their program manager. Let Cumulus know Jesus isn't something to be made fun of. Here's your contact info. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Nailed every aspect yeah, of my personality. Right. Yeah, there's about 9,000 9, things in that that are just outright lies. Oh, and, my and, God. I saw that, dude. I was like, I don't know the backstory on this, but that is amazing. That so is so good. So there's another one of those that was made, and it, it talks about the Mormon faith and, and all this other stuff. So I endorsed a candidate that this person did not like who they thought was Mormon or something, and it they flipped out. And that guy was a filmmaker. Wait a minute. So you endorsed somebody that didn't like Mormons? No, no, no. They were like, he's Mormon. He's he's not Mormon. He's pretending he's not Mormon. He's Mormon. Mormons are bad. It's like, what is this? Why is Who this? Who was a- that? <laughs> Mo Brooks. Oh. Mo Brooks is Mormon? No. Oh. That, that's the thing. But that's I'm so one confused. Of the, that's There's one nothing of the, wrong with Mormons. Right. No, it's fine. At all. <laughs> but they were like, the guy flipped out. And that guy was a filmmaker. And he decided I was public enemy number one uh, on this. And and there was a period at WVNN where candidates were running radio ads targeting me. Really? Yeah. To go after Mo Brooks? No, no, no. Just go after whoever. Sometimes mm. just to go after me. And I'm like, why are you doing this? This is, uh, You're running. Thank you for the money, dummy. I mean, but that's. That's it literally makes no sense. But there was a period where the ads would run. Who are you going to believe, Dale Jackson or Mark Levin? And they were running that on your station? Yeah, on my show. Oh, that's oh good. my God. <laughs> Great. Run, that's run. good. Yeah, thanks. Again, thanks for the money, dummy. I mean, what, I don't know what to tell you. We could do that as like a parody. You're like, don't believe Andrew McLean. He's right. No, it's exactly liar. right. It's exactly right. And, you know, it's kind of funny uh, to see that kind of play out because none of those guys won. Because it just doesn't make it. It's not a good strategy. Why are you attacking? No, that is a bad strategy. A, a popular radio host in, in town on the station you're advertising on. Yeah, don't. If you're going to do it, don't put it on your station. That's yeah, a horrible well, you're idea. Right. Put it on other stations and at least promote my show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. So, um, that's a, that's not. Is that the same guy that made that one that you're talking about? Yeah, it's the same. He made a series of those. Who is he? Uh, his name was Lad Ellinger or something along those lines. Lad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got beaten up your, a lot as a yeah. kid. Yeah, he did. Well, if I, that's and, your real and, name, and and you know, again, just went nuts. I mean, people are crazy about politics. It's not just now. I mean, people have been crazy about that. Was two thousand and that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Nine or something. Like well, that. you so, had this. You, you've had a lot of a lot of fights 
per se with a lot of talking about with a lot of people. I rarely <laughs> get contentious on my program. Let me let me say this. The first time I ever talked to Dale Jackson, I was at one oh one and I get a phone call. Hey, it's Dale Jackson. I'm like, You may oh what did he say? Uh he said, Hey, it's Dale Jackson. Can I come on your show? I want to talk about Troy King. I think it was during an election. And I'm like, I knew who you were. I'd never talked to you before. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. And then I went and asked somebody, and they were like, no, you can't. He's on Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was like, called me out of the blue, and he's like, I got a good story. Let me be on your show. And then, obviously, it never came to fruition. Right. But there's that big backstory on Troy King, who was the attorney general, attorney general for Alabama, mm-hmm. and. He was upset with you initially. Why? Okay. I know we've been through this story, but no, it's no, I, 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 I love this story. This is my favorite radio story, life story, story of all time. I love this story. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Troy King was the attorney general of Alabama. What year is this, by the way? God, this must have been 2009. No, nine. This was very early on. Okay. Troy King was the attorney general of Alabama. And what was going on was I was doing this thing called uh, Dale Jackson to catch a predator. You know, it's sort of like the old Chris Hansen to catch a predator. Sounds good. Yeah. So I, and I was just, I made a fake Facebook page, got a bunch of people to, to message it. And then was like, ah, look at these people. You know, that was basically the bit. And would you, would you put, put that on blast on the radio show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Not, That's not, actually and, a good idea. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I was doing that. And one of the people I caught was like a volunteer firefighter or something. And I wasn't saying names on the radio. I was it, the context of all of this is Troy King had come out and said, we've made Facebook safe because now sexual predators can't use Facebook. And so this was your motivation right. to do that. And I was okay. like, yeah, they can't use Facebook under the name John Bird because that guy's a sexual predator, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> by the way, I am not. People will clip audio from here, so you got to be careful. But the, you can't use that. Okay, like you, you, but you could go on there and be John Bird B Y R D. Right, like you, you could be that, and, and and so that would be fine. So it's like you're not actually protecting anybody; you're just pretending you're doing something because yeah. you're linking the database to this other thing. So I said, okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to show you that this is stupid. And if you're you got young kids on here, they're gonna, and I'm not kidding you. You could probably do this still to this day. I made a fake profile of a 14 year old girl, and within like days, <laughs> people were contacting this thing. Dang. And, I, and it's just strange. I, you didn't even have to do anything. So I started, you know, antagonizing these people, essentially. Uh, I found out where they worked and all these things. And one of the fire chiefs from Madison County contacted me and said, I want you to tell me who this is. I said, I'm not telling you anything. I said, but if you come to the station for an interview and I happen to leave it up on my computer, I mean, then you can, when you see it, then you could maybe do that. So... Uh, we, we we did sort of that. So I had Troy King on. I was like, you realize how stupid this thing you said was, right? And he's like, well, yes, you've kind of proven that. That's did you have a relationship with Troy King I mean, it was at just, that point? I interview him every now and then. Okay. It, it wasn't like a, a good relationship. So the that time he came up, he was like, hey, this is ridiculous. Were you saying this on air? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and what was his response? Well, as as I showed him, he's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's we're, we're trying. And I was like, yeah, you're trying. But just don't give people false hope that. 
this is <laughs> no tell them it is safe before it's safe it's a safe space it's never gonna be a safe space it's never gonna be it's safe. never gonna be a safe space if you're a 14 year old girl creepy guys uh, are going to be creepy mm-hmm. and parents should monitor that that was my point so uh, he comes up and we have this conversation about that and at the end of the interview Maybe it's on the phone. At the end of the interview, there was a bunch of rumors going around with Troy King because they hated Troy King. Troy King was like a monster. Okay, they had a real problem with him. Uh, one of Alabama's laws said you couldn't sell sex toys or some nonsense, and so they were like sending him inflatable goats and like all sorts of crazy stuff to his <laughs> yeah, office. Kind of silly. Yeah, and they were doing all this stuff in the uh, Birmingham News. We're writing editorials implying that he was having an extramarital relationship with a guy. That's what they were doing. I remember that, right. actually. And, but they wouldn't say it directly, so they were just hinting around it. So I got him on, and I said, hey, let's address this stupid thing that's going on. And now, this is how, exactly how I said it. Let's address this stupid thing that's going on. Let's talk a little bit uh, about how they're suggesting that you're having an extramarital relationship uh, on your wife uh, with another man. I said, have you ever been caught in bed with a man by your wife? And he said, I don't respond to rumors. Uh, and I was like, whoa. Hold don't on. do that. I'm like, well, I mean, you kind of just did, right? Like, and I said, Look, I said, it's not that hard to say no. And I asked him again, and he said, well, Dale, you know, as the attorney general of this state, I have a lot of things to do, and one of those things is to not respond to rumors. And I was like, nah, that's a bad answer. I mean, I, I'll just give you an example of how bad it is. Hey, Andrew McClain, you ever been caught in bed with another guy? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> just See how easy that was? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that simple. So months go by. There's a special election in Madison County. Paul Sanford, Laura Hall, uh, they're running for uh, State Senate District 9 or something like 7 or something like that. Sam Govan is in that seat now. So, it's 7. So, I, the day before the election, I, or the day of the election, I did a joke on the radio. I was like, ah, Democrats vote Tuesday or Democrats vote Wednesday, Republicans vote and Tuesday. And this was a very minor race. Yeah. It's oh not like God. it's a huge yeah. deal. And, and I, I framed it so ridiculously. Uh, Marion, I'm a Cowboys fan. Marion Barber was the running back for the Cowboys at the time. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had an asexual name. Um, so I was like, oh, I use this. So the Honorable Marion Barber from the Office of Electoral Elections, which is not a thing, yeah, uh, held a coin flip ceremony on the steps of City Hall in, in Huntsville, and Democrats vote on Wednesday because Republicans won. Mm-hmm. And I had a fake press release and everything like this. Ha ha ha! Dumb joke. Very funny. Um, Where can we get our hands on this press release? Is there still a copy of that Laura floating Hall. around? Ask Laura Hall. She probably knows where it is. But anyway, Laura Hall lost and claimed it was because of the press release. So, Laura Hall was the Democrat? Yeah, yeah. She's in the House still, State mm-hmm. House right now. Because um, she was in the House and she was running for the Senate. And they went and tried to imply that I was handing these out at the polls. So it got it was like a breaking news thing. And I'm like, what? So I called the Secretary of State's office. And I said, hey, it was me. You know, I did it. You know, it was me. And Was it? It was me. <laughs> it was me. It was me all along. You know, that kind of stuff. And, and I said to them, I said, you realize this is a joke, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. So, some time goes by. Get a knock on my door. It's an investigator for the attorney general's office. They're investigating voter fraud, voter intimidation, all this other stuff. Mm. So, the guy comes in. We're laughing about it. He's like, did you do all this stuff? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you have any? And I'm stupid. This is how dumb I am. Oh, God. This is back in the day. Yeah. The good old <laughs> days when they when they actually cared about voter fraud. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Oh, here's a tape. Here's the thing. Here's the... <laughs> Like, I just hand over everything he had. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I did it. I mean, like, right. I, I did the, I did the thing that they were claiming was it's not voter fraud, but I did it. Right. So this whole thing, the guy goes away. He leaves his gun in my house. 
Really? Yes, Whoa. the attorney general. On accident. No, yeah, of course. Of course. It was like playing with my dog, and like his gun fell out. Wow. <laughs> so later that day, he calls me up. He's like, can I go get my gun? I'm like, yeah, man. Sure, no problem. You know? Wow. Yeah, you, you left your gun at the criminal's house. Yeah, you should probably come and get, get your gun. <laughs> yeah, so That's this is how worried they were. And he laughed. He's like, this is dumb. <laughs> Some time goes by. I get summoned. Mm. A notice to appear at a grand jury. They're going to try to charge me. Uh, with with some crimes, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this mm. is a bad idea. So were you sweating it at that point? Oh my you god, nervous? yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I hire an attorney, Mo Brooks. I hire Mo Brooks. He's a county commissioner at the time. Uh, he and I are friendly. Yeah, um, we're more friendly now because he's helped me <laughs> help me with this. We go to the courthouse, and at the courthouse, the attorney general or not the attorney general because he's a he's a Whatever, but they brought. You can say some, whatever you they, want. They, on this brought, one. they brought someone else instead of the attorney general. The investigator and Mo Brooks and I were sitting at a table across from each other, and the the you know the invest the uh, attorney general's bitch says, um, "Look, <laughs> here's not not the guy he was in bed with, but no 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 okay. no, 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 no. It, it says hey, uh, here's the deal. Um, we'll offer you plead guilty to one of these charges, and it's voter fraud, voter intimidation, misappropriation of the state seal, and forgery. Two felonies, two misdemeanors, thirty three years in jail." Plead guilty to one of these charges, and we will waive. Uh, we'll ask for a suspended sentence. We'll drop all the other stuff. No big deal. Whatever. You, you're good for a little bit. It'll fall off your record. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. You know, that, that's fine. Um, and uh, Mo's like, excuse us. I want to talk to my client. They get up and they leave. And and I was like, so which one are we going to plead to? And Mo's like, none of them. He said, the second you do this, they're going to hold a press conference on the steps of the of the of the of the, uh, of the uh, building. And you're gonna get fired. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, he's like, they've got nothing here. Like, and if they do make a big deal about this, would be huge. It'd yeah. Be really good for you. <laughs> be really good for you. You know. So this is a First Amendment case. And so we go in, and the guy's like, so which one are you gonna plead guilty to? All cocky. Like, which one are you gonna plead guilty to? And I said, uh, we're we're not. We'll we'll roll the dice. And he's like, you don't have to listen to him. You know that, right? <laughs> and he's, he's saying this to me, and he's like, you don't. You're the client. He's the attorney. You don't have to listen to him. And I said, no, we're going to do it. So he gets up and he leaves. As he leaves, I don't know how much I can do here, but the guy reaches across the table, grabs both sides of the table, and leans forward and goes, they don't have a fucking thing. He's, he's, he's like, and this is, this is the guy that investigated the case. Right. And he's like, they don't have a fucking thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, they're going to tank the case. They're going to tank the case. And I went in there, and they tanked the case. Wow. So it was an attempt to scare me. Right. And get me to plead just to anything. They knew if they took it any further, they were screwed. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was political intimidation, political persecution. The mainstream media in the state, the only thing they covered is that I was um, under investigation, and uh, they never touched it again. Nope. They never touched it. As soon as they tanked it, they're like, man. Never I told them. They knew. They did not care. The only thing they wanted was Dale Jackson. And I still have these schmucks uh, like Tim Lockett, formerly the Anderson Star, and now he's obsessed with penises and vaginas and libraries. That's his thing now. You've got to have these books. You've got to have it. And now he is uh, obsessed, and he'll throw that out there. Oh, well, what about this? 
Hmm. And I was like, well, what about your 25-year career that's gone up in flames? What, what about that? Uh, can we talk about that? Was he, that guy still got heat with you? Still still mentioned you and stuff? Oh, yeah, obsessed. I mean, he, he, I mean, he didn't do anything about it. He just occasionally throws that. That's like a defense mechanism. Oh, okay. I mean, if you Google Dale Jackson, it's one of the first things that'll come up. Gotcha. Because it's awesome. So, um, like I said, I beat the attorney general's ass. Um, and he's, But not in the way that his boyfriend did. Well, I, I, I didn't say beat up. I said beat his ass. Mm. And then... It, he comes up to me one day at a at a meeting and tries to have a conversation with me. And I don't know why people insist on doing this to me. Yeah. Like, they they try to screw me over, and then they want to have public conversations with me. <laughs> and, and so we have it out in, like, the middle of the Madison. Just like the Burt and Kurt deal. Yeah, similar, very similar. Mm. It's like, why are you even talking to me? You tried to ruin my life and put me in jail. Like, get away from me. Just go away. Mm. So that was one of my favorite my my favorite. I mean, it was a uh, the all the controversy that came from that was great for my career. Yeah, it, it it really was. It was it was great. It was great for my career, you know, because you know there's a little bit of oh bad boy this guy's you know and so I played that up because it's true. I mean they they did want to put me in jail for something I did on the radio. That no, that's actually a really cool story, and I wish it wasn't I, cool to live it what, until yeah. the very end. I was going to say, I wish I had a story like that that I didn't have to live because I'd have been like you. I'd have been scared. I, like, oh, my God. I was terrified. Because it. it wasn't just, hey, you're going to get charged. It was, you're going to get charged and you're going to lose your job and everything. And you'll else. never work again. Did the station seem to be backing you up throughout all this? Well, they suspended me when it first started. Mm. Uh, when, they, when it first started. They um, I didn't know about the other stuff. Hmm. So, so I, I did not like run in and be like, "Look at me! Look at what I'm doing!" You know? I got suspended for a couple of days at my first station, but it was because you remember the guy. Uh, they called him Fred. Fred, and he used to run up to news reporters and grab the mic, and he would yell, "Ever right in the P." I took a picture of him, or it was a meme, and it said, "Not all heroes wear capes," and I hung it up in the studio. Well, then a guest came in one day on another show and saw it and realized who it was, and it, you know, it got me suspended for a was couple this days. At, was this at YDE? No, no, no. This was in Aniston. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I actually, I didn't think anybody was going to know what that meant. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But there's no bad blood. Like, they, they just felt like they had to do something. Yeah, again, Because one guy yeah. in particular was really upset And sometimes that's protecting you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sometimes that, that is uh, offering protection. You you sort of say, okay, this guy's suspended. We've done something about it. Now let's move on. What about uh, what about wrestling? I would be doing a disservice to the audience if we didn't talk about your wrestling career. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> didn't you want to wrestle Andrew at one point? I did. And... I I I've transitioned into wanting to fist fight him. We have another room right over here. Yeah, we I, can I, broadcast. I, it. I'm in with that. I I, I I've always wanted. To have a, a fist fight with you. What what would happen if we had a fist fight and I just completely beat you down? I just I deserve it. What if, <laughs> I mean, I, I would deserve it, what right? What if I beat you down like Troy King? Yeah, I would deserve that. Okay, I mean that that's part of the risk of, of these things. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 in on that. All right, guys, what it needs to be is a slap fight. There's nothing cooler than seeing two guys slap the crap out of. Oh, each you mean other. like this, like the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Now that, and we would that. even let you switch sides. <laughs> now that would be interesting because somebody's gonna start crying. We could do a pepper eating contest. Not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Not not don't. doing that. Uh, look, 
the wrestling stuff is amazing. Like it's it's we have a lot of perks in this job. There are a lot of perks that come along with this job and the ability uh, to do different things that you would never get the opportunity to do before. I always tell people just ask. Who cares if they say no? Just go and ask things. And yeah. You, yeah. You know, you get these uh, opportunities. And I, I was uh, I was uh, a wrestling promotion in Athens uh, called me up one day and asked me if I would come out and do like some guest ring announcing or something. Well, like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then that turned into a guest referee thing. Then it turned into taking a bump. And then I went over to Rocket City Championship. No, Jerry, wait, wait, you got to give some context. You, you didn't take a bump of Coke. Taking a bump That's is a wrestling term. Saying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, take a take a bump in the ring. Okay. You know, and I, you know, I did some training, uh, and I, I wrestled a match, and we won. And then I wrestled another match and won the tag team champions. And then COVID hit, so I held the tag team championship oh. <laughs> until <laughs> until they stripped it to, uh, from me from COVID. Uh, so yeah, and then I I participate in the, the Rocket City Rumble almost every year. Was it, was the wrestling thing ever in your mind like good promotion for the show? Like were you doing that? To, benefit the radio show or was it just kind of a side deal did you ever mesh the two because i I, mean, I meshed the two yeah. don't get me wrong like i i they're absolutely married together i mean there's a reason why people talk to me about wrestling all the times because i talk about it you know yeah and, and you know when you're running through like your you know your 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 gimmicks for, for lack of a better term undefeated professional wrestler that's a cool thing to moniker to have so yeah, you know is. so i uh, i talk about it regularly i really enjoy it it's fun and, and you know the people who are involved in it are down to earth, like really, really cool people. But yes, as to answer your question, mesh it together. Yes, I'd love to mesh it together more. Mm. I mean, I really enjoy it. But I'm old. I mean, you yeah. got you got to remember that. Uh, I didn't I didn't take my first bump till I was like 39 years old. Mm. And, and so I'm not even 39 years old. Right. I don't know what that's like. Right. And 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 it hurts. I got a concussion in my first match. Mm. I, like I I got kicked square in the face. <laughs> uh, because I'm stupid. Like it was my own fault. I always like, wondered why you were the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing on the edge of the ring in the first match, and it's a six man tag match. And the guy, there's a guy in the ring, me and this other guy are standing on the corner holding the ropes. And he's got like his face painted blue, and he's got like one blue eye and one white eye. Nicest guy in the world. And he's standing there, and he looks over at me, and he goes, He goes, You all right? I go, No. And he goes, Do you know what you need to do? And I'm like, No. So you just kind of lose your mind on what's actually going on out there. It's chaotic. Um, one of my spots was they were to tag me in. I was supposed to run across the ring and, and attack a guy. And then another guy was supposed to run and, and get me off him and throw me out of the ring. Well, I ran across the ring too fast. I tackled the guy into the corner. <laughs> so it messed the whole thing up. So I'm sitting like this, and the guy's supposed to jump over me. And he kicks me right in the head. And oh, I, mean, nice. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, but it was for me. It was like somebody clapped, and then it just it was dark. Yeah. And then it just faded back in, and then you're like, "Where am I? What mm. am I doing?" And like people are yelling, and you're like, "Ah, what's oh. happening here?" And it just takes a second for you to realize what you're supposed to do. But yeah, that, that was definitely a uh, an interesting moment. Still won the match, hit the people's elbow, won the whole thing. You know, <laughs> I think wrote, we've actually game. got some footage from your most recent wrestling oh, deal from the Rocket City Rumble. Yeah, that so was just like a Royal Rumble yeah. type of deal. Mm -hmm. Two five six today. Uh, Tony, scroll down for me uh, until you see a video. I think it's right there. You can yeah scroll down. You'll be able to hit the. Uh, that's not wrestling. That's this is an interview apparently oh. before one of your one of your deals. Look at that guy. 
Look at that shirt. How are you feeling about your aunts tonight? Tiger Kid was out here earlier, and he said zero. Now, he may say zero, but I happen to know some people around here. I got a pretty good number, so I think I'm going to have a pretty good shot at being there till the end. Now, listen, you are a former champion. How does that help your aunts tonight? I know how to win. I've been a winner in life, and I'm going to be a winner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to speak to you after the Rumble, and best of luck, Dale Jackson, pro wrestler. Hey, no question that I will be back here as the victor. So, yes, you should want to talk to me at the end, if I'll allow it. You're, you're the exact same way in the wrestling world as you are. <laughs> She's And notice she says, uh, well, thank you, Dell Jackson, pro wrestler, not <laughs> Dell Jackson, radio host. Who was that interviewing you? Oh, that's Mecca, Mecca Music. She's my co-host on my oh, TV yeah. show. Yeah, she runs 256 today. Smart news for smart people. Uh, there's another video on there, Tony. I don't know if you close it out, but you can just, if you want to open it back up sure, in the sure. email. One second. Um, is this me getting kicked in the face? Just uh, hit re-up and close tab. Just right-click the top bar. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Yeah. The top gray bar. There you go. Reopen, close tab. I have to do this a lot. Gotcha. So there's another video on here. I don't know if you are in this video or not, but it seems to be some some uh, action shots from the Rumble. And I haven't watched it, so I'm hoping that it's you getting thrown out of the ring. <laughs> how long is it? Uh, how long does it say it is? Uh, one minute? One minute. Okay, I, I'm probably in here. It's probably all me since I was, you know, the star of this thing. Okay, ready? Let's give it a shot. You don't know those kids are like, Dale Jackson is my favorite. Oh, here he is. Oh, go straight after the big guy. <laughs> I think that's all you're going to get from me. Uh, there's a lot of guys out here that are here every week, every two weeks, and they're busting their... Tails. Hey, no question that I will be back here as the victor. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes Dale Jackson. <laughs> Man. Oh, they edited that to make me look like a jerk. I, I love it. I love Man. It. <laughs> you went out. You got dumped, bro. Has there ever been any kids in the crowd that say, Dale Jackson's my favorite? Has that no. ever happened? No, not even my son. Mm. <laughs> uh, my my last so. time that that was the year before last, uh, maybe that was last year. But uh, there's there's a whole scene missing out of there where um, a woman is like just beating the crap out of me. Mm. She's stomping me in the corner, stomping me in the chest, and just and my my son's like, that girl beat you up, and I was like, yes. Mm. <laughs> but as the ultimate feminist, I ended up throwing her out at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could have been a women's empowerment moment. Well, I mean. Equal rights, equal fights. Yeah. Fair enough. So when's the next uh, when's the next wrestling deal? Are you doing any more or are you done? I'm always down. Uh, there's one coming up in early January that I might be a part of. When do well, we get it? When we'll we make get a trip. It? We don't care. Yeah. Why we'll don't you book one down here? You know, we could, uh, with the radio audience, I 100% I know for a fact we could fill a place up if you will do a wrestling event in Birmingham. I mean, I'll, I'll even do a theme an original theme for you. We will be the ring announcers. 
Find me a wrestling federation in Birmingham. We can make that happen. They'd be nuts not to want to work with us. You want to do like regular people's regular sized people or like a midget one? <laughs> you got a little person. You need to find a group that wants to work with us and then we can make something happen there. But is you it like find an established group that's already doing something? But are you, you under contract with no, Rocket City no, Wrestling? No. Like, is there going to be any crossover? No, there's no, no issue there. The only issue we have is uh, how many tables I'm going to put you through. No, I'm not. I'm that's not the wrestling. Only, that's, the only, that's the only issue. That's the only issue at hand. Um. Okay. Well, we'll start looking that up and see if we can't find. I, I don't know what local federations or wrestling companies are around here. Local pro wrestling is actually uh, pretty big, so I'm sure there's something. I I just don't live down here, so I don't know. Uh, good entertainment for the kids. It's all usually pretty G-rated. So yeah. But I mean, think about this. They'd be stupid not to do it. It's like, hey, if you will give this guy a match. You're going to get free promotion for like two weeks. Just be aware. You know, wrestling is they're very territorial. These people are. They are very territorial. This is, and they don't always like it when people come in and play in their world. Just just know that. It's like we were talking earlier about in, in radio. You have people that come from outside of the industry and just appear. And they're like, oh, here you go. You know, and then you, sometimes they're very territorial about stuff. Well, you want to be territorial or you want to sell tickets? Well, either way. I'm in either way. We just got to figure <laughs> that that part out. Yeah, I don't know what any of these places are, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Get me a list and I'll start calling them. Okay. Well, we'll be like, hey, we'll bring you on the podcast. If you got some... Uh, yeah, they can put in through the table right here. Yeah. Talk about building out a new table to get rid of this one. That's the way to do it. I'm, That'd be I, a way listen, to do it, yeah. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by some of the backstories on these wrestlers, so if if that particular wrestling company has a wrestler that's got some real, like, he's real damaged goods and had a lot of things happen to him in the past that he could come on here and talk about, we'll give him some podcasts. Hey, podcast Jackson, platform. he's a damaged individual. Yeah. yeah. My bet. I bet. How long is it going to be before you admit 9-11 was an inside job? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think we're going to, I think we're, we'll probably have a, a long time working on that. I, Look, I, I'm of the belief that I kind of wish it was an inside job. Like, I, I wish our, I wish our government was smart enough uh, to pull something like that off on, on their own and, and say, okay, we, we did this, but I, I just don't think it was. So it, we all wish that they'd just come out and admit it at the end of the day. I mean, in your theory, yes. Uh, but you, you kind of want to believe that, that it was not just a, a, a series of mistakes uh, that led to that happening. Instead, it was a coordinated plot. Uh, by the government to get oil? Is that, is that what we're at? Oil, I oil? think I think it's to rally the troops to go back to war because nobody wanted to go to war over oil. Uh, just in general, oh, and just plus, for fun. They like, do like war, yeah. right? Now, don't forget those countries over there when they went to war: Iraq, Syria, all those countries. They didn't have centralized banking yet, and now they do. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, I, I'm just, I'm I just, just, I'm looking for the admission. Later episode. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I just wondered the timeline on when you were going to say that. So you think 9-11 was an inside job? Yeah, no, not no, necessarily. No, 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 no. Well, I'm answering it. Not necessarily. I mean, I've got... It's just like I look at it like I look at Pizzagate. All right, I see a lot of shady stuff that nobody has ever been able to provide legitimate answers to. You know, like... The Podesta Did that guy emails. Beat you to the pizza parlor with the gun? Like, like he got there first. Were you headed there? What do you mean? 
Were you going to free the kids from the basement at the pizza bar? I don't know about all that. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Tony, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know. I mean, I know you're talking about the guy that went, tried to shoot the place up or whatever. Well, he tried to shoot the place up. He went to free the children that were trapped right. in the basement. Well, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not the one, and I've, I've said this on the show countless times, like I'm not saying that 9-11 was a full-blown inside job. I'm just saying I'm not willing to believe that it was completely organic and that these guys just slipped through the cracks. So you the, the terrorist. So you don't think it was just terrorists, but you're too big of a pussy to say that you think it was an inside job. No. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm telling you exactly how I feel. Uh, I, it's what I've always said. My opinion's never changed on it. It sounds like what you're saying here is, do you, do I think it's an inside job? I, that no. was uh, posed I, as I a understand. Joke. I understand. I understand. But what I'm saying here is, what you're saying is, eh, kind of. But I, I think it's like the October 7th thing that, that happened in Israel. I think they said, okay, we've seen the idea that something like this could happen. And then it happens. And then we go back and we're like, boom, 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 boom. And it's easy to connect all those dots. And say, well, you missed this, and you missed this, and you missed this, and you missed this. Well, right, but you missed it. It's not that someone said, "Come on and do this." That—that's what I think is is more likely. And you know, you you had the whole like there will be attacks with planes and stuff like that. And then they didn't fight. Well, where were they going to come from? And what countries were going to be involved? And what day was it going to happen? And and all these other things. Just because you know something might happen, doesn't mean you could keep it from happening. If I if someone says oh, I'm going to shoot up a school. And then they do it six months later. And you say, well, we should have seen this. Well, sure, we should have. But what do you do about it? Yeah, I think October 7th was a was an intelligence failure yeah. on the Israeli exactly. side. Agreed, agreed. And that's I, mean, what I, think, I think 9-11 was as well. Mm. Now, I, I want to say this about 9-11. I was watching the BBC Live whenever they were going on with it. And the woman reporter was reporting that Building 7 had already fallen. And it was literally standing up in the monitor behind her. So that's the one thing that I was like, what was why, that? Why would they tell her that? Okay, so I, I did the, I asked you about 9-11 as a joke. I didn't mean for it to, to devolve <laughs> that's into my a fault, conversation sorry. where somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. <laughs> it was just, I was just trying to be funny. That's what I get. That's all me. That's what I get for being funny with Dale Jackson. But you do have a I fascinating, funny back. I <laughs> you do have a fascinating story though. Troy King thing is number one. I like that. That's a great story. Uh, trashing or actually wishing death upon Burton Kurt. That's I don't a good want them one. to die. Well, you I said just, it's unfortunate I, they're alive. I just thought they were dead. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm just saying I don't want them to die ever. I hope they live forever. Because well, that would be terrible to be like 900 years old. So I, I wish that. Yeah. On them. The backstory on all that stuff, I, I think, is truly fascinating, and I don't really ever hear you tell those stories. You've told them to me once or twice, but I never really hear you tell those stories on the radio. So I wanted the opportunity for you to come on here. And we have a lot of radio listeners that watch these podcasts um, and be able to tell those stories as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. And so, but now you have to go to Huntsville and you have to promote this podcast for us. Absolutely. You should mention it on your TV show. What's it called? Oh, the line. Oh, over the line. Over the line. Over the line. Over the line. We'll put a big logo at the end of this okay. podcast, right, good, so everybody good, remember. Good, 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 good. But yes, uh, tell everybody about it, and uh, we will boost your stock. Once they see you on this fancy podcast, they'll be like, wow, 
Dale Jackson well, finally I, made I'm it. I'm thrilled that you finally asked. I mean, this is the thing. You, you, I had to beg and beg and beg to come on this Let me one. go through our text messages real I, quick and give you an exact date I when begged, I asked you. I well, begged. I appreciate you coming on, Dale. It was well, a treat having you here, Thank so. you very much. I, I mean, I had to beg for it, but I... There's, there's 20, 20 different messages where you said, quote, why won't you ever invite me after I invited you? Okay. I think I, think I mentioned <laughs> on the radio like 300 <laughs> times, too. But yeah, the funny thing is, is there are, uh, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of people... On the radio, who believe that you and I hate each other? Really? Yeah, and the only thing is, only I hate you. <laughs> yeah, you're the only it's one not, that takes shots at me. I don't not take the shots other at way you. Around, it, it, I hate you. There is a huge difference here. But no, there are there are people who believe that, and it's just like guys, it's joking around. It's just good natured fun. I mean, the 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 people who hate each other are the people who don't mention each other. I mean, yeah, that, that's that, true. That, that's that's the yeah. reality. I can agree with that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Or they're calling in to apologize on their radio show, like Kurt did with with you. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. By the way, October twentieth is when I first invited you to be on this podcast. Damn. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Which was two months ago. Okay. Well, month I, and had, half ago. I tried my best to get here, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm glad you made it, even though the circumstances were. Uh, kind of rocky because this time yesterday, I honestly didn't know if we were going to pull this off. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. I've never wished death on you. I've gone and I've only gone through five recolas during this show, which I think is a pretty good track record. I think I'm on the mend. Baroness was. I was. Can you do four hours dying. tomorrow? I, don't, I feel like I'm. I'm not sick. doing four <laughs> hours. <laughs> I'm getting sick just sitting here. You better. You better pre-record after the Christmas party. Which, by the way, Yellowhammer Christmas party tonight? Yep. Who's all part of that organization? Uh, myself, uh, this guy named Yaffe. Mm-hmm. He's also a part of it. Uh, Paul Shashi, uh, Grayson Everett. Just, uh, Shashi? Shashi, yeah. Sounds like you mispronounced that. That's no, his na- that's last that, name? That's it, right, Yaffe? Yeah, Yaffe's here. Yeah, 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 you should so, put Yaffe on a second. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, uh, it's a great organization. I've been working for it for a long time. They do a lot of great work, coverage of politics and more in the state. Uh, Yellowhammer News is a great organization. Yeah. We used to work with them when we were at 101. Mm-hmm. I know um, the only guy I really dealt with there is Cliff Sims. Cliff Sims, yeah, and he went and, off to, uh, to be in the uh, Trump administration. Yeah, yeah. And then he left and wrote a book like everybody leaves the Trump administration. And Trump hated him and then loved him. Right. Yeah, and then he went back and worked for him again. BJ was the other guy. Yeah, BJ. I love BJ. Yeah. I, I knew him better than the rest of them. Yeah. But he's not with Yellowhammer. He is not anymore, no. no. Okay. He's he was right. he was like Cliff's right-hand man. Yeah, well, he's with Cliff now. Oh, is he? What they're doing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a, a good team. And that, and that talk about staying power. I mean, that Yellowhammer's been around for a long time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the dominant... Their, their political coverage is better than AL.com's or anyone else. You're going to learn more about what's actually going on in the state from them than anyone else. And it, I, I think it's, it's a great website. Yeah, the longevity of that that uh, company has been pretty impressive. You think 18, 19's on that track? I, I think so. I mean, they've got they got good people. I yeah. mean, they, they really do. I'm Jeff Poor, who you and I both know. Right. Um, I, I put him on the radio for the first time. Huge mistake. Um, mm. And now he's down in uh, Mobile. When are you having him on this? I don't know. I hadn't. I hadn't I asked. I wouldn't him. mind having Jeff on this. Yeah. I actually, I have pitched it to Scott Beeson, mm-hmm. and he keeps. You know, he says he'll do it, but then he just doesn't really Scott give Beeson me a date. Eighteen, nineteen as well. Yeah. 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 I uh, Brian Dawson. Brian Dawson. Yeah. I, I don't know I that I've met him. him. Saw him the other day down in Montgomery. Well, I, I don't think I've I've uh, met him, but I would totally. He. I think he's got a pretty fascinating backstory. Yeah. So maybe I should bring him on. Yeah, he's one you should definitely get. You should definitely mm. get him on. We'll work that out. 
We'll do this during our strategic meeting and not during an ap- actual episode. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, that's right. Dale Jackson, I appreciate it, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, I hope you don't catch whatever I get. It's pretty likely being in a room with you for the last hour and a half. <laughs> you do catch what I have. I don't want to hear you bitching about it on the backside. Just take it like a man. No, I will be complaining tomorrow whether I'm sick or not. I'll be complaining too, yeah. And I'll Good. be doing best ofs for everybody. <laughs> That's right. John Bird, thank you. Dale Jackson, thank you. Tony Gump, thank you. And Yaffe, thank you for getting Dale Jackson here. You're a professional, Yaffe. personal driver. And until next time, so you're cool.